Hello, this is Maj Swedan from GeoInvesting. GeoInvesting was founded in 2007. We provide premium microcap and nanocap research to our premium subscribers. We stress quality in our research process. We are continually looking for what we call tier one quality microcaps. We believe this is the greatest opportunity for investors to find an edge in today's market environment. We love to share our research and our ideas with you. We've been doing it since 2007, and we're only getting started right now. Please visit us at geoinvesting.com to learn more about our performance and to become a premium member. Thank you. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Mosway Don are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy, sell, short, cover securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value if we are long and fall if we are short. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Avoiding the Crowd with your host, Maj Swaydan. I am uh, producer Bobby. And it's been a minute since we've done an episode, but we wanted to do something to kind of wrap up 2021, maybe look ahead at 2022. You know, look, it's that time of year. Literally everybody and their mother is doing a podcast on like, uh, let's talk 2021, looking ahead at 2022. Maybe we'll even do a thread on the lessons learned. Oh my God. But having said all that, um, it, it's good to have our, our host back on and as well as our guest here, Jan Spenda. So host Maj, what's up, dude? Good to see you, man. Yeah, it's been, been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. been I mean, look, he, he's uh, he's right now he's in Puerto Rico. I think he's going to join the whole uh, Puerto Rico crew down there. In fact, he told me he just bought like a ton of crypto, too, as well, which is why he's doing it. But, you know, I, no, I, that, 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 would, that would be a lie. And if I did that, I'd be broke right now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. And yeah, what's going on, man? Uh, hey there. Uh, also good to see you. And uh, I mean, uh, I just hope that everyone's uh, enjoyed their holidays, uh, get some rest for the you know next big year of 2022. I mean, we had we had a lot of stuff happening in, in on our end uh, this year, and we're really excited what we have for uh, for uh, for the future. So yeah, absolutely. So Maj, you want to uh, you want to steer you want to captain this thing up and uh, steer the ship here, or should I, should I kick it off with that the 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 open ended question of you know, what's been fun, challenging part, you know, you tell me, how should we, uh, how should we uh, captain the ship? Yeah. I don't think I really have a, you know, had to come here with an agenda. We just, you know, wrap a little bit about 2021, you know, our feelings about it and the, some of the stocks, we, you know, some of the good and bad that happened to us in the stocks and what we think about 22. Sounds good. It's probably going to be a little boring because, you know, we're not, we're just, we just buy stocks and we like good companies. So I'm <laughs> not going <laughs> to sugarcoat, you know, bad performance or, you know, you know, yell, yell, you know, stay on the top of mount by good performance. We're just going to try and make, you know, buy good companies and not make excuses. All right. So let's, let's, uh, let's start right there. Maj, Jan, like, tell us what's, uh, what's some of the, the standout things that happened in 2021 that were interesting to you? Maybe some experiences you learned from, like, let, let's go. Maj, kick us off, man. You know, I was, you know, like I was 
obviously 2020 uh, was a really um, interesting year. It was a great year for us, as was for a lot of people, um, ironically, right? Um, and, you know, we go, going, going into 2000, uh, you know, uh, 21, we definitely were thinking, well, this is, we knew some of it was going to unwind. You know, that last stimulus that came in um, that brought in a lot of investors in 2020. Um, you know, we knew that was a lot of that was going to eventually end, right? And come out of it. And a lot of bad stocks were going up too, um, along with, you know, along with the good, but you know, with, 20, with 2020, what, the good thing it did, it brought a lot of, uh, I think, investors into the nano cap, minor cap space um, across the whole quality spectrum. Um, but um, so that kind of 2022, <clears throat> I'm sorry, 21, started off with a bang. I mean, a lot of that continued. And then things started drying up. And then I, I remember 2021, it was, it was, it was, it was it just getting crazy. So it's not just going ballistic. It reminded me a little bit of the irrational, you know, you know, dot-com kind of experience where um, you just had these just crazy companies going up. Um, and you knew when it, when it unwound, it wasn't going to be pretty. <laughs> and, and it eventually did happen. I think maybe March, April, it started getting a little weaker. And um, when you had, when you combine that with, you know, some of that unwind, some of the people, probably a lot of people losing money in stocks that didn't know what they were buying, um, combined with a rule 211, which caused some confusion in terms of, you know, um, uh, of um, what to do when you, when you want to buy OTC companies or just wire cap stocks in general. Uh, we'll get that, get in that second. And, um, and then you had, of course, supply chain issues. So, which you didn't know how that was going to affect some of the companies you held. So the, the tough decision we had to make was what do we do with all the stuff going on, especially with like the supply chain issue and the inflation issue. Um, we knew we're going to, some of our stocks were going to, you know, come off their highs based on just some investors getting out, maybe retail investors getting out of these companies that they didn't know they were investing in or losing money in general. Um, and, um, and with less stimulus coming in, but we, we were kind of like unknown, unknown for us was we knew, you know, supply chain inflation was going to be an issue at some point. Um, and we did our best to, you know, try and figure that out. But we did, we decided not to make too many decisions in our portfolios or our, our model portfolios at GEO or the stocks we hold personally based on these, these things. So our goal really is to find great companies that can invest, that, that can operate through crisis. Um, and, you know, although some of these companies, you know, did get a, their gross margins did get affected by some of these things, supply chain issues, inflation issues. Um, where we believe that we've invested in good management teams that can over um, overcome that. And that's kind of our goal. And we, and we even look at it as an opportunity maybe to say, Hey, uh, maybe these companies you know, are, are going to be better off, you know, when things turn, because they you know, clean up their, maybe their balance sheets, it's got some excess expenses. Um, and, uh, you know, revisit the way they, uh, their, their pricing, to, um, not just to consumers, but also, you know, how they buy, how they buy their, you know, um, their raw material. So, you know, we got, you know, there were a few dings on there. We had, you know, we had some stocks, you know, Eastern company, EML was a company that's a diversified industrial company, um, a, muscle, a muscle farm, nutritional company, which was going through a turnaround. And what was frustrating about those two companies um, uh, is that we, they were both, we thought, reaching inflection points of a turnaround and the supply chain and um, inflation thing really kind of hurt that. Uh, muscle farm was really, was really a tough one because we had, I think, Started buying that around or, or, or talked about on G around 50, 60 cents. It got as high as two, three bucks. And then now it's back to like a round trip. Um, you know, they had just reached profitability, um, just in the balance sheet up, about to launch a new product line that was going to take, we think, growth to a new level uh, as, it, as um, the company re, um, basically a new CEO has been, has been there for a few years. 
Um, some of the things he was doing were fine to, you know, we're going to come together and then boom, they started, you know, they, they, they got killed in the gross margin uh, situation. Um, and some of their, and, and of course, transportation costs too. Uh, you know, they had, they make a pro, um, um, part of what they do is a protein, a protein powder, right? So that, that raw material sky you know, went up crazy in price, which killed their gross margin. Um, so they went back to losing a little bit of money, had to raise some money. So that was a tough one. Um, but that's a lesson you learn. Like if you're going to invest in some of these turnarounds, like we do, um, you know, the timing, sometimes you have these unfortunate things that can, that can kill the timing of, of the turnaround. And, um, you know, make sure that you're always aware of that when you're investing in turnarounds. You, 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 have, you know, a good question to ask yourself sometimes maybe before you buy a turnaround, what are some of the, the play little game theory? What could go wrong? You know, and is the company going to be positioned enough to be able to, um, you know, come through that, um, those challenges? So that's, you know, um, but, you know, look at now, now we're in a situation where we, we made a decision not, you know, just to keep it and ride it and it's tough, but um, that's, you know, our main thing is, um, you know, we're not going to panic and these kind of, these things, and they, and they reverse too, right? You know, eventually, you know, obviously we don't think inflation, we don't think it's transitory as the Fed got, got wrong there, but we do think it will stick. Our thing is how will companies respond to these um, events? And look, inflation is part of history, right? Um, and, you know, these moments make companies adjust. So, you know, beyond that though, you know, we also had a situation where a lot of these, you know, large cap names, especially towards the end of the year here, um, just um, as the pandemic is kind of waning, um, a lot of them just got crushed. You know, like Ring Central, um, I think one's called Everbridge. These are the cloud communications stocks, for example. Um, um, there's also, was it uh, Twilio? Um, so, you had all that going um, at five, five, nine. And you know, we own some stocks in that cloud communication area, which we like a lot. And this is an interesting lesson here. So when you're looking at like a, a CXDO or ATGN or um, a Conatel, KTEL, these are all stocks that we own uh, um, at GEO. We talked about, so disclosing that, Bobby. Um, you know, so part of the reason we liked them at the time, they were, they were selling, they were all three were kind of making money, which when you look at the beer cap comps, like a ring central and those guys, they weren't always necessarily making money, especially at, at the size that these guys are were at one point. Um, and, you know, they, they were selling evaluations like at, of price of sales. It's how you value a lot of these companies. You know, you take a look at the big caps, they were anywhere from 15 times, 20 times revenue. And you looked at these, you know, Meyer cap you know, companies that we were following making money, selling a revenue, price sales of less than, you know, less than four or five. So you start thinking, okay, well, that there's a gap there to fill, but that's a danger too, though. So what's the, what is the real value of variation? Is it four or five or is it 15, 20 where, you know, Ring Central and those guys are selling at? So what you're seeing now is a compression of the valuation in some of those, uh, ring, uh, um, those high flying stocks that weren't really valued on earnings, but only valued on price of sales. Um, at a time when you had this, you know, working from home thing kind of waning a little bit in terms of just the hype about it. Um, so the valuations came down, you know, significantly. Um, so what really was kind of annoying for us is all three of these companies are just on um, um, the ATG and CXDO and Comatel that we thought were kind of inflection points. And then they happened right at a time, right, when all this was going on. So it would have been great, you know, a year ago, it would have been great. These stocks would, you know, would have rocked from, I and mean, they still did right. And you know, Yon's going to get into returns in a second um, of, of those three companies. Not that they've, they've done very well for us, all the multi-baggers, but we thought they were going to go in this next leg of multi-bagger run. Um, and that's been delayed a bit because of this whole shakeout. But we think it's all going to play out and still work out. Um, 
crescendo, for example, CXDO in particular, as the markets, um, that stock has gone from, I think, six and a half or so and changed to maybe the high fours now, um, despite making a transfer to acquisition, be time being profitable, um, taking it to the fourth position in, in, the, in its um, UCAS um, um, market. Um, the CEO is buying stock hand or fist, but the market doesn't care. I think he's bought over 100,000 shares in the last month or so. Um, so, and uh, Steve Mahalo, who has a great track record in the past of building cloud communication companies. So we're taking our cue from that, but it's, it's, it's very interesting watching that. Like it's you know, watching like a Steve Mahalo just pile on stock and the stock keeps going down. The market just doesn't care, especially when it's selling, the stock is selling, you know, significantly below the valuations of Ring Central, for example, even after the pullback. Um, you also have, by the way, in that, in that market too, you also have Microsoft kind of going balls to the wall now in the UCAS. Um, they've, They've launched all their APIs, so they're going head to head now with like a Ring Central. So there might be some uncertainty about how that's going to play out. But it's, it's so you know, the, the market's so big that um, like a Crescendo, for example, isn't necessarily competing with the same customers that a Microsoft might be competing for, or or um, you know, or even a Ring Central. Um, when you look at you know Microsoft is is, is doing the is um, in the UCAS market with their Teams um, offering, and they just beefed up that whole um, UCAS kind of offering. Which, by the way, Altogen, ATGN, their main cloud communication, you know, um, you know, theory here is working um, alongside Microsoft to, uh, along their growth. So it's kind of cool what we have here. We have three cloud communication stocks, and they're all growing in a different way. So we got, we even got some diversification in the strategy. Like, you know, KTEL is a, a CPAS player. They're 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 not really the UCAS. Um, you know, ATGN is a UCAS player. CXDO is a UCAS player, but they're both approaching in different ways. Um, so we like that diversification and that, that kind of, we, we released a uh, special report, um, I, called, I think our high conviction cloud trio or something like that. Um, that if you want to, you know, if anybody wants a piece of that, you just reach out to us, we can get that to you. Um, so that's, you know, this, just, I know we, that's a little longer than I, we thought here, Robert, but that's, you know, and then you get, then you throw in rule to 11, rule to 11 regarding, you know, um, you know, increased, um, uh, which basically um, putting requirements for OTC companies uh, in order to stay list or, or I guess have a, have a bid and ask quoted um, with a broker. Um, they need to become current with their financials. Um, and I, th- I think, you know, since obviously it affects OTC, but also nano cap companies, there was just in general, that took a lot of the wind out of some of the minor cap names in general, even across um, NASDAQ listed names. Uh, there was a confusion amongst investors, what this really means. Even broker terms didn't necessarily have a great handle on. I even got, you know, even though this was only for OTC companies, we were getting questions from our membership base at Geo. Well, what does this mean for uh, you know a, a a Nasdaq company that that, that we have here? Am I going to am I going to have trouble? Is this stock going to get delisted? You know, because and they just there was so, it, it made no sense to ask that question, but it was just these questions are being asked. And when that uncertainty is there, I kind of took, took a lot of the air um, out of a lot of these I think stocks. But that, that's going to be that's unwinding slowly here. And it's created opportunities to um, to find uh, great companies. And interestingly, now going into 2022, you know we're look we're la- we're not we're looking less for new companies and more in our current portfolio. Hey, there's just a, some great stuff here. We you know we average maybe about one or two picks a month. We want to do two ideas coming to our pipeline a month that we like a lot. But in 2022, I'm going to just really start harping on, on the current kind of universe that we were, coverage universe we're running in and seeing the opportunity there. And when we do reverse, I think it reverses quickly, and, and it's, we already started to see some of it happen. Um, no, November was a pretty bad month for uh, for us, and I think that might have hopefully been the, the bottom for that kind of trend. 
Gotcha. John, you want to, you want to add in some, uh, or, or, uh, yeah, sure. Trip? Sure. I just want to maybe add a bit more, a bit more kind of, uh, data to what Maj has been, has been talking about. I mean, 2021 really started, uh, uh, amazingly well for, for geo. I mean, we had, uh, over the whole year, nine stocks that doubled basically, or had more, uh, you know, than hundred percent in return uh uh since we since we highlighted them so we started really well and and we and a lot of them were from the you know uh, early early um you know january february march uh you know m uh mslp was basically uh clocked in peak return of 528 percent right so uh you know amazing amazing return although as Maj noted due to the supply chain issues and so on and so forth you know the stock is back down basically and now it's actually slightly lower than than uh, when we first highlighted it, uh, and so we had a really great start. Nine, you know, nine uh, doubles. I mean, that's just that's just really amazing. Uh, you know, high quality companies uh, that have uh, you know a, a lot of future. But then when you actually look at where they are now, only one, and that is KTL, is still actually up more than 100%. Right. So it's been really a wild ride in terms of you know the the, the share price. But as Maj mentioned again, you know this volatility create some further opportunities because basically, uh, you know, the companies, you know, have been recognized by the market as having something, you know, that, um, uh, that will work, but then, you know, it uses a sentiment or, or some sort of macro, you know, considerations, be it, you know, compression evaluation by CXDO and, and uh, you know, um, by the larger caps and then affecting that, those, those micro caps, uh, you know, it, it really creates um, a lot of, a lot of interesting opportunities. So I think that's kind of like the main, uh, main take here, you know, nine doubles. And again, if you, you know, if you were, you know, following uh, Geo, you know, it's been, it's been really a wonderful year because we did, you know, highlight a lot of things early. Also, another thing is that, you know, yes, it's been a wild ride, you know, nine doubles, and now only one of them is still up more than 100%. But at the end of the day, some of the past stocks like CXDO, which we highlighted already in 2020, actually, you know, we've highlighted them very early on. And so the, the whole point here with Geo and what Maj is, is great at is just finding great companies early on, not only, you know, finding them, but like getting a good price uh, uh, for the company. And so a lot of the things where, you know, you ride out the volatility and you're still up because basically, you know, about it, you know, uh, before, you know, the market took notice. So I think, you know, when you look at some of the, some of the um, uh, stocks from 2021, I mean, there's not that many that are down, you know, uh, uh, substantially. Uh, uh, there is one stock that has been hit by the rule to, to 11. So that's kind of, you know, the, the worst performer right there with 61%. But that's just been because no one can trade it anymore, uh, you know, and that's, uh, that's T-Core. And um, that's not, no surprise, you know, you know, just a complex story. But other than that, I mean, you know, the, the stocks are still largely up. Um, so I think, yeah, it's a, it's a combination of volatility, but then again, you know, we are early and so we understand, you know, the story quite well. And, and I think, yeah, nowadays it's more of a, uh, thing where to, to look at a portfolio and see what's been down, why it's been down. Can they, you know, uh, make the return in 2022, um, be it MSLP or the cloud stocks and stuff like that. So th this is a good, th firstly, thank you both for, for kind of 
uh, unwrapping a little bit of uh, 2021. So let's dig in a little bit. And Maj, you kind of alluded to this as well when you when you started us off there. But I think this actually might give us a better look at maybe for folks that are just trying to wrap their heads around how to think about the markets and how it really performed in 2021. I mean, for the stocks that you guys cover that, you know, as, as Jan said, you had nine doubles at the beginning of the year, you know, only one is now still over 100%. But, you know, like was was some of the volatility based on actual fundamental performance or it was it really more due to some of the more macro factors you know we talked about supply chain and you know inflationary pressures i mean what what in your estimation has been some of the main reasonings for some of the volatility and some of the you know as you say quality companies that you follow yeah, but you know, I'm not a market timer, and I, sometimes these, these we never know here. I mean, I, I think most of our stocks are still you know fundamentally sound, even better than they were when they started 2021. So, if you're asking me for the most part, you know, I would say it's most of it wasn't based on fundamentals. Um, you know, in the short run, that's um, a betting machine, right? Is that is that what Warren said? What Mr. Bubba said? I'm not. I don't remember the quote, but I mean, you have these you know bets being placed. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, the market can be sentiment driven. You know fear driven, you know, run by emotions. There's no reason to me that some of these stocks do go down um, other than this fear. Um, and, um, you know, we have a lot more short-term investors in the market than we ever have in the history of the market. Um, so that's going to really cause more volatility in some of these stocks in short run. So I think all the things we talked about earlier, just to combine, just, you know, you have uncertainty, right? Uncertainty is a lot of it. So even though these companies are fundamentally sound, you know, there's still uncertainty about what's going on and, you know, with, anywhere from non-fundamental things like real to 11 to fundamental things like inflation and supply chain risk that it causes people just to sell now and ask questions later. Um, so these are, I think really, but the, the, the key thing here, Bob, you were asking again, fundamentally, you know, our coverage universe is, is pretty, pretty solid in our opinion. So, so let me ask you this then, you know, talking, uh, talking about the supply chain risks and inflation risks, you know, that some of your, not just your core holdings, but I'd say the markets in general are trying to understand. Um, what what are some things that maybe you're noticing companies doing to combat some of those risks that for you, you're like, okay, this is a good sign for a business that, you know, moving forward, not just in 2022, but beyond. Yeah, I think there's two things they can do. They can take care of things like on the gross you know, margin level, right? Or they can take they can take care of things on the operating level, on the, on the operating cost level. So you see a combination of things like, you know, the MSLP, for example, I think they went out and they found some more costs to take out of their operating expenses. So even if you have lower gross margins, they've helped mitigate that somewhat by continuing to cut the fat out of the company, right? So that's a, um, a constant thing. Um, like uh, with EML, they, I think they sold some, they sold some non-operating, or I say not operating, but Maybe some um, non-performing assets, which raise some debt, uh, raise some cash, help pay off some debt, um, you know, and maybe reduce interest expense um, and got rid of some losses there and expenses related to those companies. So there's some examples there on the gross margin side. You can, or on, on the gross profit side, you can try to um, you know increase you know, pass some of those inflation costs and, or um, elevated costs from the supply chain to consumers by raising your prices there, which you know is one thing you can do. Um, and then you, 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 um, you can try to find, you know, better sourcing of your raw material, right? You know, try and go find better places to get it from um, or um, renegotiate your contracts with your, um, your suppliers if you, if you can. Um, 
possibly, you know, locking in. If you think the supply chain thing is going to continue going in the, f- in the future and, you know, causing higher price for raw materials, um, you know, securing more material current prices. So a lot of this was like caught people off guard. So even though demand might have been there, um, um, uh, you know, some, they didn't have, some of these didn't have enough inventory to meet the, some of that increased demand. So they got to go out there and buy material at higher prices when they uh, at higher prices and haven't, they hadn't put in price increases to the consumer yet. So there's, there's a lag there. So um, getting control of that a little better might be interesting, right? For some companies, maybe to use some of the futures markets to lock in current prices. Um, so those are, those are a few things of, uh, I think how companies are handle, handling this, but, um, you know, it'd be, if, it's great if they can find, you know, some, some of this might be permanent, right? So if, they, if a company uses this opportunity to find better sourcing of material, once things reverse, they got a better source of raw material and maybe a better pricing, right? Um, the one thing that was hard to control was it was just the transportation costs, right? And, and, and even like, not only, so on one side, you have this gross profit being here, but you also had the, uh, you know, um, from, from the inc- elevated prices, you also had a hard time maybe meeting demand and not actually closing on revenue, right? Uh, because you couldn't get your product in time to deliver it um, to, to your customer. Um, so um, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts there, right? <laughs> so, uh, well, and, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that's, you, that's, there's a few things that you know, we, we see happening there. And you know, what's great about some of these companies, like these, some of these, the other thing is just to avoid companies that have this risk. I mean, you know, it's possible to look at your portfolio and say, I just don't want this risk anymore. I just want to invest in recurring revenue company you know, models that have you know high degree of certainty, and that's it, and make that decision. I mean, I, I've you know as much as I want it, like I, 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 you know, it would have been great to invest in like in some of these local companies like steel and stuff. Something we don't do, so we you know, we made we missed some big multi baggers there, but you, they, they trade at so low valuations, and you, and you got to be ahead of that game. You got to know it well, um, and so there's companies that we just we we just say geo, we're just avoiding them. Because we're not going to be able to predict some of these, some of the things in the environment that are going to affect this company. We're just not going to be that front line. And there are some some great investors who can do that though. Well, you understand, you know, lumber, who understand commodity prices, who understand the futures markets and how it's all, all being played out. And, and that's that's their edge. That's just not our edge. So we try and keep it, we're trying to keep it as we move forward, cleaner and cleaner and cleaner, Geo. You know, you know, get into these really great stories where. They're just more predictable, more predictable, and you just see. And that's why we're going for geo less companies and more quality. I mean, we, 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 that's a continual thing. I'm always trying to get more quality into the portfolio and the coverage universe, but we're continuing to, to like continue to do that. And we're trying to find the best tier one quality companies with the best you know, predictable business models that we can kind of bring to our membership base. Very good. All right. Well, I wanted to follow up also on something that, you know, Jan and I were talking offline before, before you jumped on was um, that I was seeing a couple of tweets out there that were pretty funny takes of like, you know, uh, folks saying, uh, you know, I'm still waiting for those tax loss uh, selling bargains right now. And then you said earlier, Maj, earlier how, you know, you're not even really looking at new ideas. You want it for 2022. You're kind of already just you're forecasting yourself saying we're going to dig into our current ideas a bit further rather than looking at, you know, so love to hear your guys takes on that. I mean, have you, has this been a different year in some respects in terms of, you know, there's just not as many tax loss selling opportunities that were in the past, or is it more just like, you know, I'm just, I'm really wanting to just focus on our ideas. I'm not even, I, that, that thought didn't even cross my mind. You know what? Love to hear your thoughts there. Jan or, or Maj, you know, whoever wants to go first there. John hasn't talked a while. Let's go, yeah. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, well, I can maybe talk about a specific stock that we 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 covered, and that might have seen some tech loss selling, but then the they they released the quarter recently, um, uh, and and that really re, you know reversed, and that's that's been something that we've been we've been uh, we've been looking at. That's PXHI. Uh, they do basically like uh, a platform for secondhand uh, mobile devices, mostly like iPhones and. And and uh, basically they uh, they allow you know B two B to 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 acquire a, you know a huge amount of you know uh, um, secondhand devices and uh, they've been doing like really amazingly and we we had a good run with them we we highlighted them I think at seventy cents or so and it you know during the year again it was a double it was one of those doubles it was like one fifty um, you know because we highlighted the growth and and again we came early and 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 noticed that the, the things. But then the the stock really you know went sideways, uh, and and actually even went below uh, the open price uh, when we first highlighted it, um, and that's maybe because you know the market not really caring too much. Perhaps some tech loss selling because it, it actually in November and December it started to drop as as low as fifty to sixty cents, which was really like that was really really uncalled for because now you're talking about a company that has you know about thirty million in market cap and they're making like you know, uh, almost a hundred million in revenue. Right. Um, and, and, and they're, and they're, you know, doing like 7 million in the EBITDA and they, they're profitable and everything. So, you know, there's a lot of bullish things. And so we saw that as an example, uh, I think that that probably could have been. And then when they released the quarterly report, which again, showcase that they're doing still well, you know, the, the, the stock, you know, shut up 20, 30%. And that's a great example of one stock that we might not necessarily be like super, super enthusiastic about next year, uh, because we still don't really know what's going to happen with the business uh, as such. But it's been, it's been another example of like a company that has been, you know, uh, posting tremendous numbers and something's going to happen. You know, the company is buying back stock. There's been some information arbitrage that we saw about a potential acquisition or the company being bought out. So there's a, there's something's going to happen. And that may, may that may be one, one stock that we're going to look into. So I think like that's for me, like it may be an individual uh, example, but otherwise uh, from mostly what I saw is, you know, the macro stuff rather than anything else, but yeah, I'll let Mosh take over. Yeah, and, and, and on that coming, and what's ironic there too is you have the buying back. You know, the company put a press release out saying they want to buy back stock if you want to sell it to them. You know, they're out there telling you this. Um, you know, their business is becoming more predictable. They're transitioning from a lumpy business to trying to get more predictable business, and they're making headways in that. So they're getting more predictable. Um, and, you know, no one seems to care. Uh, and I think the stock, like Jan said, it guys, like we, I think we talked about it a few years ago, originally on around maybe 40 or 50 cents. And then we again. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true. Like what, yeah, yeah, but like when we highlighted last year, yeah, but yeah, uh, this year, I'm sorry, yeah. And then yep. again, at seventy cents, and they they're continually buying back stock. And uh, we noticed in this last Q3 report, which was published not too long ago, was it Q3 or Q? It was Q3, right? Yeah. Um, and um, you know, in the in OTC filings, they have a section there which shows how much company uh, the stock is bought back over the life of its history. And we noticed they bought back stock, I think, around. I think like 85 cents or was it 80 cents, John? And the stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of times around 80 and 90 cents. Yep. And then went to 65 cents and it's back to a dollar today, finally. <laughs> but you see some, this is, the, this is the first time in a while I've seen the market really ignore a lot of this form four activity going on. HGBL is another one here, it's global. 
they, they, they um, help um, companies um, um, unload their, they, they, they buy assets and um, distressed assets and resell them and also help um, com- um, companies get um, loans that because they, um, because they can't get them from regular sources. And, you know, with th- that's an interesting company because, you know, the CEO is very adamant about it. He's like, look, you know, you can't look at this from a quarter to quarter. You have to look at this on an annual basis and long-term basis. So right now there's a bad quarter, the stock falls. Well, these guys are buying stock hand over fist around above 50 here or so. Um, and I just, it's just been a long time that I've seen investors just ignore some of these, this form for activity in, in a while. It's pretty amazing, actually. Um, so, that, which is awesome, man. I mean, you don't, you don't, you just, that's what you get in nano cap space. Um, for all the, you know, all the reasons we love nano caps, they can go up a lot. You know, sometimes they just don't do what the, they don't do as well as the market sometimes. They just do the opposite. And this has been one of those years where you just had, you know, great performance on the, on the large cap side, mid cap side. And I mean, I don't know how broad it's been, but, you know, some of the smalls and as a smaller you're going down, a lot of them just got decimated. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's part of the game, man. You know, it's part of the game, but it gives, it gives us opportunity when you've done really deep dive due diligence, developed high conviction to strap them on and go on there and add if you can. It's like, uh, you know, it's funny that like every, it seems like just when you think that, you know, small micro nano caps are going to be, you know, something that, you know, the broad public, which, uh, you know, it did pick up a little bit. There's always going to be something else that'll, you know, that other carrot, <laughs> whether it's crypto or NFTs or something like, oh yeah, no, I know that's there, but this, you know, uh, uh, so it's, it's always kind of funny to see that uh, every so often or every couple of years, but um yeah. I mean, hey, look, 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 what's, what's it? the insiders yeah. can be wrong too, though, Bobby, right? I mean, they could sure. be wrong. Sure. I mean, I remember when the, the, the doc, the doc, um, dot com dot bomb, and I was interviewing, you know, CEOs up to the, up to the crash. And then, I oh, know we're doing great. Nothing to worry about. Blah, 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 blah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, so they can, they can be wrong. Um, but it's an interesting point, right? Every, every time, you know, if, if you, even if you are paying attention to, uh, to some of the insider bias, you know, but some, some, some of the buying here has been just, you know, off the charts in the last few weeks here. So yeah, that's how we're kind of paying particular attention. I think sometimes the insiders are, only, are the only volume in the stocks right now. Some of these stocks are following. Dude, that, I mean, I've been looking at some of the volume. I mean, I don't know if it's just like December blues or, you know, the last, especially the last two weeks, you know, I mean, it's the last two weeks of the year. Usually it's, you know, whatever. Well, it's, it's, got, it's, it's been, I mean, it, it, it's dried up pretty much. I mean, it, it got really bad in October, November. It's freeing up a little bit now, but yeah, it got it got back to some some multi year lows that we've seen in volume and stuff. Really yeah. frustrating. Because you know imagine. when there's when there's bad news, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of, everyone will be selling. You you, you ain't gonna be looking out. So it's just really frustrating. Yeah, no, <laughs> There'll be volume sure. that day, but you know you have to, you have to sell the stock thirty percent lower than where it's at. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So okay, all right. Well, look, um, it's almost bedtime for Jan and uh, where he's at right now. So you know, I'm just kidding. It, it's dinner time. But thinking, looking ahead, looking at 2022. You know, um, what what are some things then that we that folks listening in should be thinking about? What are you guys thinking about? How 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 are you going into 2022 in terms of uh, just understanding the markets, your own portfolios? What what should folks be thinking about? Yeah, but, you know, we don't give advice here and, and just, you know, we're not market timers, but I will say that just echoing some of the things earlier that we're just going to continue looking at the stocks we do own already, focusing more and more on quality every day, um, probably become be, being more concentrated and less diversified. That's a kind of trend I've been going through uh, through the years. 
but really taking big bets in some in my top stocks and which will create some volatility in my portfolio. That's kind of the way I'm heading slowly towards that kind of way. You know, I, there was a time in my, my investment career, I'd own maybe two, 300 stocks, you know, now it's down to probably, you know, maybe 20, 30. It's, you know, I, I can see, proceed eventually that I'll be getting down to a situation of maybe just like, you know, five to 10 stocks at some point. Um, and I just, it's just, it's, it's easier to follow the companies. It forces you to put your money in your best companies. Um, I don't mind having a little bit of a long tail because you don't know. Sometimes your worst companies end up being your best company. Sometimes you just never know. Uh, I'm not going to be dramatic, no, totally dramatic here, but I'm probably, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get more concentrated and I definitely uh, look at that. Um, one thing might be interesting is if um, the value, you know, the, the traditional value plays come back into play or does, 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 does earnings finally matter? And that's an interesting thing because, you know, when you take a look at Rig Central and even some of the cloud communication stocks we look at, you know, the one risk there is will the company, will the market still, you know, trade these companies at multiples of revenue and, and not look at PE ratios as much? Um, and that's going to be interesting to watch if that becomes more of a focal point. And that'd be it. I mean, I, I don't mind. You know, that'd, be, that'd be great, too, because we can just start finding great companies, you know, with great cash flow, great earnings and start buying them that way. And the market will start caring about them. So that's that's a kind of trend I'll be watching a little bit. Gotcha, Jan. You wanna you wanna add in? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I I definitely I think uh, I agree with Mike regarding concentration. Like, I think it's just been like when you look at some of the geo geo picks, you know, even even this year. I mean, you know, nine doubles. Like, basically, you know, if if you have a portfolio of your 50, 60 stocks, you know, it's just not gonna perform as well. But like, I think that. Some of some of the some of the stocks, you know, it's a clear cut story. You know, there's not no, you know, it's not really. I don't know. Like I, I I come from like a deep value background, right? Like I valued the factories and the land or whatever, and I was trying to you know get a get an undervaluation on the basis of that and have that margin of safety. But then you know you look at some of the growth stocks, and yeah, you, you know you don't have a support in terms of you know the the market cap or whatever or the balance sheet. But, you know, you have some of the greatest inflection points. And I think it really calls for, uh, you know, a high concentration on in, in these stocks because, you know, it, it really only takes a couple to, 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 to bring you to whatever goals you have. So I, I think it's definitely, definitely that. And, and more so when you look at, you know, what Geo has built over the years. I mean, it's just an insane database of like 550 stocks that we, you know, went long at some uh, sometime in the, in the past. Uh, or or management long and 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 then you know there's a bunch of research connected to it so there's just a lot of lot of stuff that you can already you know start researching and start to uh, you know try to understand what's been going you know uh, uh, on with with them and especially nowadays as I said nine doubles all you know really interesting stories and only only Ketel has been holding up um, uh, pretty well while you know the others you know fundamentally speaking haven't changed as much of course like some exceptions are there. But so, yeah, I mean, there's just um, concentration and, and, and leveraging the research that has been already done is, is, I think, priceless because, you know, you can already, always find something new. But, uh, but, uh, but, you know, there's a lot that probably laying around around you already. Well, that's, that's cool about, like, you know, you know Jan brings a point about you know, Geo. Look at this as a research journal. And if you're an investor mm-hmm. out there and you're doing your own research, make sure to keep that journal, your own, just you have these notes because you start waking up one day with this wonderful coverage universe you've been covering and you've done all the hard work already in the past and you know your, your notes you can revisit your notes see if maybe it's time to get back into the stock or get into the first time 
you'll remember why you didn't like it, all these things. So, and what's great, we've done all the hard work at Geo for the last, you know, I don't know, 12, 13 years. So, so if you are an investor, kind of, if you're a, someone who likes to do research, if you like that part of the game and you want to dig into it, you know, we have just a great archive of stuff. I mean, I, I call it like the value line on that account. So it's kind of like compares to. Um, so, and, um, you know, I think that you'll learn a lot too from reading what we've written about too. Well, we're, we're, diving, we're diving back into old stocks now that we used to look at, you know, several years ago and maybe time to get back into some of them. Very cool. I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, there was a lot of good nuggets on 2021 and then also how to think about going to, going into 2022. So uh, before we, uh, before we get to the plugs, uh, Maj and Jan, uh, you know, we mentioned a lot of stocks on here um, for full disclosure. Can you just, I know, can you just mention the ones that you do own? I think pretty much everyone I talked about that we owned. So okay. Well, it was, it was, I think we mentioned TREP, TRIP, uh, we mentioned um, CXDO, ATGN, KTEL, MSLP, uh, Eastern Company, EML. EML. I don't know if we mentioned any H- other ones. HGBL. HGBL, a little bit. Yep, we also saw that. Yep, yep. Good. So that's that's good. Yeah. Very good. And you can, yep. you can come to geoinvesting.com to learn more about our, our, our geo and what we do. Um, we have, we'll probably have some special offers here going on at the end of the year. Um, and, um, you can contact me at um, my Twitter, which is at Maj Investing. You can follow Geo Investing at Geo Investing. The handle. Um, I'll get to Jan in a second. So he, I think you're. Are you at what are you at? Jan's Venda? Or what's your yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just my name at Twitter. Very easy. Uh, yeah, and you can reach out to me to me there. And uh, yeah, give me and I will be doing some things. Um, I am you know creating some products now, new products um, on some other kind of ventures I've been doing on the other side a little bit. Which you should be, which I'll get. Uh, I think are pretty are pretty awesome. One of them is going to basically, I think, uh, potentially. <laughs> I don't want it's dramatic. Turn the newsletter business on, on its on its head a little bit in terms of how we um, position our membership and pricing and our promises and guarantees to to our members. So there it is. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned. And stay, and, and stay tuned for tools. <laughs> and stay tuned for tools. Also, we're really making these information arbitrage tools that are going pretty awesome. And and um, not, yeah. not to mention, we're going to be, you know, we were a little, we, we were a little volatile in some of our episodes uh, in publishing them. I think we're going to, you know, everyone can expect a, it'll be a little bit more consistent, I think, in, uh, in 2022 as well. Sure, we we'll, we'll come together with maybe a more consistent plan, maybe a, a schedule. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> that usually works. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe though. Maybe, maybe a premium product. I don't know. Maybe a premium, you know, pitch sessions. Who knows what it might be? But it's time. I think it's time to do some things here. Yeah. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, if I don't uh, speak to you before, uh, happy New Year. Really appreciate all you guys do for the microcap space and and all the research and hard work. Uh, I think I can speak for everybody. You know, we we really do appreciate and value uh, you both as well as everyone that that puts efforts at, at, at geoinvesting.com as well as supporting that community. So um, so thank you guys. Happy New Year! And uh, again, you can follow uh, Avoiding the Crowd wherever you get podcasts. Um, as well as on the SNN Network YouTube channel and see the video version of this. So um, with that, guys, thank you so much. I'm excited for 2022 and uh, continue to stay safe and uh, let's get after it. All right. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, John. See you next year, guys. Bye-bye.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Modestway Don are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy, sell, short, cover securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value if we are long and fall if we are short. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast.